Honey, don't you be yelling at me when I'm cleaning my gun. I'll wash the blood off the tailgate when deer season's done. We got one more weekend to go, and I'd like to kill one more doe. Well, guys, thank you for dropping by. This is episode 25 of justified pursuit it is 25 man time flies uh cable smith here alongside my good buddy good counselor chisholm cook you know chisholm my grandfather always referred to my dad as counselor you know because he's an attorney so it's kind of like a a family term of endearment and that i'm going to refer to you as counselor Uh, how are you today uh busy man busy little disturbed by our topic of conversation here mm-hmm. um but otherwise uh blessed on basically all fronts you have been busy you usually you and i talk on the phone like every other day we've kind of been on this uh it's like we broke up because we're not really talking on the phone much at all anymore <laughs> yeah but we're doing a good job keeping up with this so yeah yeah well we'd be talking about the same stuff anyway right now we just do it uh, so everyone can uh, be a fly on the wall tour conversations and speaking today, of i'm pretty stoked by the amount of feedback we've had uh like i checked uh you know i sent you obviously that one new comment that we got i think last friday which yeah. you put out on social media <laughs> when i, I checked it, it yeah it was hilarious <laughs> when i checked our ratings and reviews like last week we had had 20 at that point for several weeks uh you know we missed a week when we went to africa that might have kind of slowed some stuff but um, then when I checked it earlier this week, we had a couple of new ones. Um, my dad called four star called yeah. and, uh, was raving about the, uh, women's pay sports, uh, <laughs> episode. He thought it was hilarious and, uh, uh gave us a, a vote for more funny, bring more yeah. funny, be less intense. <laughs> yeah. So we'll work be, on that. Dad, be and, less uh, grumpy and less white. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Less grumpy and less white. That's what the uh, little says. little does that guy know that I happen to identify as a Tex Mexican. So, sure. not sure what color that makes me. I just identify as a mutt because my mom's adopted and I have no idea where the hell she came from. So, yeah. don't know. Don't really care. To be then we had good engagement too. Like when you posted it, you know, on we don't have a lot of Instagram followers yet to this thing, and had some people chime in on that, and then you put it on your page and. Some of those people that chimed in had, were obviously listeners, so yeah. making inside jokes is pretty cool. Absolutely. So we'll start off with a quick uh, please subscribe, leave a review, and a rating. Even if it's two stars. Well, Right. <laughs> so we can mock you if you have a funny comment. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, in our effort to be less white today, we are going to talk about the uh, ultimate white man, Bill Gates, who is... Uh, you know, definitely appears to potentially. He seems to be the white devil. He does. <laughs> that, uh, yes, he the is. rest of us are accused of. Which I don't know when. I mean, Microsoft obviously came around in the eighties, and he's. I think he's the third richest man in the world at this point. I don't know when he got off the rails though, and or if just because maybe maybe he's always been like this, and social media has just kind of shed light on it recently, and the way that we consume news now. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff out there that's pretty demonizing of this individual. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not all just like, you know, conspiracy theory, 
you know, easily dismissible type sources either. I've got LA Times articles and Washington Post articles and scientific journal articles and law school journal articles that support the fact that he may not intend to be the devil, but uh, <laughs> he, he leaves seems to leave a wake of destruction wherever he goes about trying to fix things. And he doesn't really have to be held accountable to anybody. Right. Seems like. And, yeah. And like to you your, said, yeah. off the air, it's when he encounters a little hiccup, he's like, oh, it's just a speed bump. But the um, side effects could be catastrophic for those left in his wake. But to him, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to your question about you don't know when he sort of got, went off the rails, if you hear... If you read some of these articles about the quotes that Paul Allen, his uh, you know partner and co-founder of Microsoft, had to say about him, former owner of the the late Paul Allen and former owner of the Seattle Supersonics, uh, he's always been a egomaniacal, uh, abusive tyrant, and mm-hmm. you know it took everything they had to constrain him and work around him at Microsoft. Uh, to your point, and this is one of the articles that we'll definitely have in the show notes and touch on throughout this discussion. He, now that he is, you know, the he and his wife run a nonprofit uh, that they fund. They don't have any checks and balances at all. There's no, you know, even 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 at Microsoft, you know, in addition to the other people around him, you always had the market as a check, right? right. If you didn't run your business property properly, then profitability suffered, you know, consumer use suffered, et cetera. Well, well, this is just like a, this is just like a rich guy's playground, uh, a nonprofit like this. He gets to throw money at any thing he wants and cram (laughs) vaccines into the arms of people. And uh, we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. Right. Right. Uh, Which we're going to get into all of that today. Do you want to, let's start with the stuff that you've researched because we kind of each took our own path here. I've focused yeah. more on like the agricultural side of things and you, you more on like the medical side of stuff. So let's start with you uh, as uh, neither one of us have gotten vaccinated. I've had COVID. You haven't. My wife had COVID. She has since been vaccinated. I read an article the other day that said your antibodies may be good for up to eight months, though. So I still am on the fence about it. I'm not saying that I'm anti-vaxxer. We've talked about this before because there are vaccines that we know work, but those vaccines have been tested uh, for years before they've been approved. This is one that just was shoved down our throats and said, well, hey, let's see if this sticks, you know, maybe it'll work. Yeah, these vaccines are currently classified by the CDC under an ex- and not experimental emergency use authorization. Uh-huh. They have not gone through and completed the formal CDC testing requirements to your point. It's less than a year old. Right. The virus like the knowledge of the virus is right now at a year old. So anyway, um, how, uh, how was Aaron's second shot? I remember you said she, the first one knocked her on her yeah. ass. No, she, the second one, I think she had a, like a slight headache. Um, but didn't really do anything. Interestingly though, like elderly people haven't, that haven't had the virus don't seem to be as affected as much. Like my in-laws, um, my aunt and uncle talked to a lot of people that did not have COVID that are like, you know, let's just say 60 and up. No side effects. My 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 grandmother, who's ninety five, didn't didn't do anything to her. Um, which one crazy thing is now I can go see her because she's been vaccinated. Uh, even if I haven't, I can go sit in the lobby of her assisted living community and see my grandmother as of last week. So at least I get to do that. 
What's the crazy part that you can go to the facility? Not so right. much. Cause I mean, to me, if somebody has been vaccinated, that should mean they could go around people. Right. Well, and yeah. That, I wouldn't think that they would let a non-vaccinated person in the facility into the, stuff. yeah, that, that I hear you on that. Yeah. yeah. Like one-on-one contact with her, you understand, but not necessarily like, right. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting. Um, so I've heard in, from a number of sources that the science is indicating that people who have had the virus and got and then get vaccinated are having the most, there's a higher frequency of complications mm-hmm. from that. Um, Cause your body already has the antibodies to fight it. And so now you're dumping right. like, it's like dumping it back on top of it for it's kind of counterproductive, right? It certainly seems unnecessary. I'm not a doctor, I mean, but right. you know, it made my wife feel like shit for the better part yeah. of three days. Right. And mo- most people, if they're going to get sick, get sick from the second one. She got sick from the first one, which kind of that tracks with the idea that she had it and it made her more sick than you might expect. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you want to start with what I was looking up? Well, uh, kind of, this is going to be a, a kind of a jump around scatter exor- exercise a little bit. Um, there's so much stuff this guy's got his hands in and so many different mechanisms that, you know, he uses to, to get into these different positions. So keeping track of it and, and organizing it would have taken more time than I had to put towards it this week. But, um, I'll start by saying it's really interesting when you want to dive into this rabbit hole to see the info war, you know, in real time. Like I found some articles, one from the BBC in particular, that called out four specific quote conspiracy theories. I got to stop using quote and, and quote unquote all the time. I notice I say that too much, but called out what it referred to as conspiracy theories four in particular but it says in there, let me find that one real quick. There's the BBC one. The BBC's anti-disinformation team, which, man, that sounds like something out of that book we reviewed. This is <laughs> so crazy. Like, disinformation. The, the, the anti-disinformation team sounds so much to me like the anti-sex league from 1984 that, uh, that uh, what's-her-name was a part of, but <clears throat> or any other... <sighs> socialist utopian uh, authoritarian task force. But anyway, it's it the B- a seizure with the way your camera's moving around. FYI. Oh, I, my hands on the Yeah, my bad. The BBC's anti-disinformation team has been researching some of the more outlandish ones. That's what the, this is a quote. The BBC's anti-disinformation team has been researching some of the more outlandish ones. Okay. They include what do they, what do they find? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Don't know. It, it asserts that they're outlandish. Mm. They point out they're researching them, but they don't give you any conclusions. Like this article is such a perfect microcosm of what I think is the biggest problem in the world today. And that is these agenda-driven, you know, articles intended to mislead you, maybe without directly lying. This thing lays these four issues out. Two of them, I have scientific studies that prove that they happened yet they paint them both one being and and we'll talk about them some vaccines given um in in africa i guess and india for um i think this is the no the tetanus one is the next one for i don't remember what it's for we'll find it in a second that led to 
massive deaths in babies. They, they were giving them to babies, an experimental drug, experimental, n- no approvals. Like they would not have been allowed to give the drug here in the U.S. There's, he's on record talking about how we need to give experimental drugs in Africa. And in fact, if you go back to last April, and I'll track this down too, authorities out of France and Gates himself were talking about running these COVID vaccines trialing them in Africa. It's like these people all just decide, oh, Africa is just where we'll test all this stuff. But anyway, this vaccine in Africa last month, Chisholm, uh, they are not as concerned about COVID as we are in the first world. And I was talking to my PH, who's Caucasian, um, about why that is. And he said it's because of his belief is that their immune system are stronger, like just in general. Um, just because, you know, a lot of them live in squalor and filth and in shanty towns. And um, you would think that it would be rampant in those areas, but somehow their infection rate and death rate was certainly lower than the United States, who's supposed to have the best healthcare in the world. So, yeah, during like the first six months, they had the lowest rates of both transmission and death of anywhere in the, on the planet. Yeah. And it also happens to be that uh, hydroxychloroquine is basically handed out like candy as a uh you know preventative for malaria right like people they call have you ever heard they call it the sunday drug yeah yeah they just take it like every sunday just to make sure that they're protected against malaria well Mm -hmm. despite all the left's wildest claims it works against covid too both as a prophylactic and as a treatment so maybe that's got something to do with it as well but anyway so so they the other one is this tetanus vaccine that they gave in kenda back kenya back in the 90s that resulted in a bunch of aborted pregnancies and uh, sterilization of the, the mothers slash, you know, pregnancy age women that they gave the drug to. Hmm. They, this, this BBC article paints that as disinformation and calls them outlandish. But like you pointed out, at no point does it state, we've proven these false. Here's a link. Right. In fact, it notes they're researching them, but then never gives us a conclusion, but paints this negative picture of them. And then kind of just like moves on with the article. So, so in, in theory, I mean, someone like dude, Bill it's Gates just like could, that time article, he could find out about it and then just pay him off to just say, hey, we're going to end this right now. It's just like that time article, man. It's like nothing to see here. And then they're like, oh, actually, y'all kind of read all along. Yeah. Right. Like anyway. Uh, yeah. So that was sort of my my big picture I wanted to point out was that. there There is a clear. Uh, you know, effort by by certain, I guess, watchdogs to shield the Gates Foundation, mm-hmm. um, and generally just the stuff that that group and others similar to it are trying to do. Um, but it only takes, you know, an extra like forty five seconds of googling to break through the, you know, to to break through the force field and find the roots of these quote conspiracy theories. And again. Uh, I'm not pulling from Alex Jones, who, for the record, mostly pulls from actual sources. I'm pulling these things from, like I said, scientific studies, from reputable organizations, from reputable reputable universities, reputable law schools, etc. Anyway, so we'll talk about those two. Um, It's ironic to me that Bill Gates claims to be or has this persona that he's this one of the world's biggest humanitarians and philanthropists. And yet he's got the blood of all these African infants on his hands and nobody seems to give a shit. Nobody. 
Well, nobody knows about it. So hopefully people listening right. to this will know about it and tell a friend. Hey, That's, did you know? I mean. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, most people, unless they are forced to, aren't going to do what, what I just did, you know, kind of diving into, or what you and I both just did, diving into some of these issues to understand them. You know, the Gates Foundation is the biggest nonprofit on the planet, mm-hmm. right? And they're, you know, they, they claim they've like, almost completely eradicated smallpox from the face of the earth and you know they're on the verge of doing so with tuberculosis and it all sounds great and in fact until as early as just uh basically the start of covid i was like man what a great awesome dude who's you know after making billions and billions and billions of dollars he's dedicating the rest of his life to fighting all these things and then you find out like oh he'll he'll force the issue kind of by any means necessary and and that's why you know i said this before we started talking you know recording but I don't, I don't think he's deliberately evil, right? I, I think the guy thinks he's trying to do good, kind of the same thing like I think we've said with regard to like the transgender thing. I, I don't believe any of these transgender advocates, at least the, major, the vast majority of them, are like intentionally trying to undermine the structure of society. I think they really believe they're doing good. Same thing with all the people from last summer, right? Um, what none of these people think see and the problem with a guy like Gates in particular, most other quote, you know, coastal elites, you know, uh, coastal elite liberals, I guess, everybody inside the beltway, they all are so they all think they're so smart that they can plan their way into utopia and they don't either pay attention. They don't don't think through possible consequences and and there's always consequences that you couldn't foresee right you can't think through all the possible consequences of massive actions like this right but they they don't spend enough time thinking through them they just charge forward in the name of progress and like like you said you know a whole bunch of deaths of babies is sort of just a speed bump on that road to that progress right (sighs) so i gotta find so talk a little bit about some of the yeah uh, the investments he's made in these pharmaceutical companies that have, well, take us back to like 2000, what was it? 16 or 15 when he said there's going to be a global pandemic. When did he say okay. that? Yeah. In 2015, he uh-huh. did a Ted talk where he predicted a global pandemic would be, you know, he started off by saying, you know, you know, if we have a situation where many millions of people die globally, it won't be because of war, et cetera. It'll be because of a global pandemic. And he specifically talked about a global, I mean, a a bug jumping from basically animals at like a Chinese wet market. I think it was that specific to humans, which is what we're told. So now he's so smart, he can predict the future. Yeah. So that was 2015. (laughs) And then in 2019, (laughs) the Gates Foundation injected 50 million dollars into a company called BioNTech. And if you haven't heard of the term the name BioNTech, um at this point you should have uh since we've all been locked in our homes for a full 12 months talking about COVID and the COVID vaccines. BioNTech is the company that developed the mRNA technology. My general layman's understanding of mRNA technology, and I've seen this from Bill Gates himself, I've seen it from Elon Musk and from others, you know, 
places I listen that maybe aren't as on board with it as those guys are, is it's almost like computer coding, right? And it can treat, they, they think that it's the key to treating anything because it's just a matter of editing the code in the vaccine, right? So each, so, so the vaccine can be tailored. It's not anything like a traditional vaccine where they inject you with like dead virus, right? right? It's not that at all. It is encoding. They, they're like, oh, it's just not changing your DNA. Whatever, dude. It's changing your RNA and teaching your RNA to fight this virus through genetic coding. So that's all splitting hairs and semantics as far as I'm concerned. Right. But anyway, you know, it's supposed to be basically this God drug. Well, so they invite in 2019, they pump all this money into BioNTech. BioNTech is the company that developed the actual drug that goes into the Moderna and Pfizer shots. Mm -hmm. Moderna and Pfizer then developed the, the delivery mechanisms. And that's why like one, you know, has to be kept at a certain temperature and the other one at a different, slightly different temperature, but you know, but it, it, it's about that carrier mechanism. Those slight differences have to do with the package they put the drug in, but the drug right. comes from BioNTech. So anyway, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, you know, helped fund that thing. And that was the year before this, this thing was unleashed on us. That's a coincidence, right? Not going to allege it was a plan, mm -hmm. but you know, for anybody who questions things, it certainly gives <laughs> plants the seeds for a potential conspiracy theory. Right? I, and I think you and I have done a good job on the show of not going down the rabbit hole of complete like conspiracy theories because I don't think we are. You know, I think that there's a lot of times. Oh, I'm starting to become one. I just don't. I, well, talk I think about there's it. smoke <laughs> when where there's smoke, there's fire in a lot of situations, right? Like yeah. you, you just skirted and said, "Well, it's a coincidence," unless maybe you want to open your eyes. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, so you know, with with that in mind, I guess we'll we'll touch on some of the other vaccines that the Gates Foundation has been um uh I guess responsible for for really pushing. There was a vaccine that that they uh like I said tested on babies in Africa back in the uh, like the, looks like the 2000, um, well, the study came out in 2017 and I think that the kind of main time period, let's see, was, uh, you know, in the years prior to that, but, but I guess since 2000 and I'm trying to find the, uh, sort of summary here of the abstract long story short this is the one that i kind of referenced had a huge result in mortality among three to five month old children having received the ddp vaccine that's diphtheria tetanus and pertussis uh, and an oral polio vaccine being given to young africans i mean young infants in an urban african community <laughs> this is this is the heading this is the heading from again. Th this is a this is a scientific article, man, uh, by a guy named Soren Wengel Morganson uh, and a team and, and and that person's team, a guy or girl. I'm not sure what Soren is, but um, a natural experiment. Like they 
that the title of the scientific article refers to what they did here as a natural experiment. So <laughs> among three to five month old children having received DDP was associated with a mortality hazard ratio of five compared with not yet DDP vaccinated children. Differences in background factors did not explain the effect. The negative effect was particularly strong for children who had received DDP only and no OPV all cause infant mortality after three months of age increased after the introduction of these vaccines. Uh, HR rating equals 2.12. Yeah. So in other words, like there was a significant increase in infant mortality from the testing of these drugs. If you're one of those parents in a third world country who somehow gets suckered into having your kiddo put into this study, your kid dies. There's no re- there's no recourse whatsoever. Oh, your kid died. Some American came over, wanted to do a study, and basically treated you like you were an animal. And now your kid's dead. That's basically what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mentioned an LA Times article. It sucks because a lot of I, you can find workarounds. I did it with my phone, but I'll have a link to an LA Times article. Oh, crap. Hey, pause it for just. Oh no, there it is. I had to find my phone because I had to find this article V on my phone. Let's see. Um, this is a this is about the, the, the heading of this article from December 16th, 2007. Unintended victims of Gates Foundation generosity. <laughs> generosity? The unintended victim. How can they put the term generosity in the headline? Three three words after the word victims. If death the is what you're looking victims. for, then yes, yeah. he was very generous in doling out death. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So it says, uh, this is how it starts. A neighbor shaved Matsapang Nioba's head with an antiquated razor. Blood beaded on her scalp. Tears trickled down her cheeks. Cheeks, but not because of the pain. She was in mourning, and this was a ritual. Two days earlier, her newborn baby girl had died in the roach-infested maternity ward of Queen Elizabeth II, the crumbling sprawl that is the largest hospital in Lesotho, a mountainous nation of 2.1 people surrounded by South Africa. Nioba, 30, whose given name was Mother Have Hope, has AIDS, but that's not what killed her baby daughter. Nioba owes her own life to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which has given $8.5 billion to global health causes. Through its grantees, including the Global Fund to Fight AIDS, Tuberculosis, and Malaria, the foundation underwrites, inspires, or directs major efforts, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, they, they fund and pay for Nioba's costly AIDS medicine. But when she gave birth on a recent Sunday morning, her baby was suffering from a different kind of distress. She was limp and barely breathing. A nurse rushed to her nursery, packed with six babies, some two to a crib. Uh, there was no oxygen tube. This is all about the hospital, not being up to snuff but yeah long story short mixed uh, the gates foundation has targeted aids tb and malaria the but a times investigation has found that programs the foundation has funded including those of the global fund and the gavi alliance gavi which finances vaccines have had mixed influences on key measures of societal health Uh, the resulting staff shortages has abandoned many children of AIDS survivors to more common killers, birth, sepsis, diarrhea, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I think we need to point out that he has done some good things, right? I mean, in the process, maybe he saved some lives and, and killed some people too. So, I mean, $8.5 billion towards AIDS research, you would think would be a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah, but then they have this. Then they have this bullet just a few below. Gates-funded vaccination programs have instructed caregivers to ignore, even discourage patients from discussing ailments that the vaccinations cannot prevent. This is especially harmful in outposts where a visit to a clinic for a shot is the only kind. Okay, so yeah, they're basically like squashing information. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this article, I'll let everybody read it for themselves, but you know, it gets into the details of how. Again, some of these vaccines, they get rolled out. They, they're not fully tested. They're not fully understood, right? Yeah. I think that, that, let's see. I mean, that's um, an understatement. Yeah. Anyway, there's a there's childrenshealthdefense.org is a site that I found. And it's, uh, it has an April 23rd, 2020 article, The Bill Gates Effect. And the, the WHO's DDP, DTP vaccine, the World Health Organizations, killed more children in Africa than the diseases that it targeted. Oh, wow. this is written by Robert wow. F. Kennedy Jr. I, you know, I've seen that a little, a couple of times. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., you know, like the, the, the nephew of right. John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Sr.'s, I guess, son, right? <clears throat> Didn't he die in a plane crash? Was that That's RFK it. Jr. that died in a plane crash? I don't know. If you're a Kennedy, your life expectancy is as <laughs> long as someone vaccinated by Bill Gates. Yeah, so. That's true. Anyway, th- th- this thing talks about this study. Uh, the other one that's worth noting is this Kenya um, vaccine that was intended to uh, treat or prevent. Uh, it was a tetanus vaccine, basically, uh, which this, this one that I just spoke of was as well. Um, and here they were inoculating uh, childbearing age women with the tetanus vaccine, uh, including pregnant women. Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, allegedly over some claims that this very, this sort of rare form of tetanus was having a, a disparate impact on uh, babies in that country. They worked through the Kenyan government to begin issuing these things. And then all of a sudden, Babies started dying in utero, abortion, like, you know, spontaneous, I guess, abortions or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. uh, not abortions, but uh, miscarriages, I guess, um, until the point when, um, well, first a, a collection of Catholic, uh, basically priests, um, you know, and, and higher level clergy, bishops, etc. in Kenya started to raise a stink about it. There's a Washington Post article. The title of that is The Tense Standoff Between Catholic Bishops and the Kenyan Government Over Tetanus Vaccines. Hmm. <laughs> Dude, well, let me see. Uh, yeah, so at stake is the WHO and the UNICEF-sponsored tetanus toxoid or TT vaccine program. The WHO says it concentrates these efforts on women who might become pregnant because inoculation can pass along antibodies to newborn infants. Kenyan Initiative began earlier this year. And st- I like the who. country. Yeah. The band, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the science here, this is the quote from the Washington post back in, uh, uh, 2014. <laughs> they say the science here, where did I lose that? Damn it. I had to go back up. Everybody forgive me. The science here is a little complex, but in short, critics believe that the vaccines contain the beta HCG hormone, which in high doses and administered in a particular way may cause complications in pregnancy. Hmm. Both the bishops and health, health officials agree that if present, 
So, so the health officials notably agree that if that beta HCG hormone is in these tetanus shots, the hormone has no business being in the vaccine doses, but it's unclear whether the results of the test ordered by the bishops are correct. And if they are, whether the samples contain enough of the hormone to have a contraceptive effect. So in other words, the, this, this group of Kenyan bishops had these vaccines tested back then, found you know, some level of this beta HCG hormone, which itself, dude, this beta HCG hormone itself was, a, a dot was, was created as what they called a vaccine against pregnancy back in the 70s. So, so yeah, th this was already this eugenics program going back to, I think, like so, 1976. So now they're putting it in tetanus shots. Well, so the funny thing about this now seven-year-old Washington Post article is they're like, yeah, the science is a little bit complex here. Like, again, they try to pretend like it's not real clear, but then they also have to sort of acknowledge that the testing the bishops did indicate there's some of that stuff in there. So they're like, well, we don't know if it's right. We also don't know if it's in there, if it's enough to actually make these women, you know, sterile, forget about the string of dead pregnancies, you know, and infertile women that were left behind by the rollout of this vaccine. Wow. So this is the same, if I'm not mistaken, the same two groups, obviously the who was involved, UNICEF, I think that Gavi group was involved in this. And, and again, this is, this is some of Gates's work, right? man Did those you know, are the two go ahead oh i was just gonna say uh i saw this inter interesting um tweet yesterday from a guy named dan price uh seattle and i don't know where he got the information from he's verified account uh, i don't know who he is um but it says workers around the world lost 3.7 trillion in pandemic during the pandemic, billionaires around the world gained 3.9 trillion during the pandemic, making it the biggest one-year wealth transfer in the history of the world. Which I, I don't know if those you know if those numbers are completely factual, but it, it's got to be somewhere in that realm because the average man got his ass handed to him, while people like Bill Gates are making the so-called uh, vaccination for the global pandemic. So, you know, and the, okay, oh, dude, something like example. this was almost something like this was almost tailor made to boost the revenue and profitability of Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Just order everything online. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, sanitize your package when it gets to your door, which I did for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Then you then got, got it from your woke anyway. brother. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, Chubb. Um, so, yeah, th there's at least two examples. I think if I spent a full day diving into this, you we could don't have time mm -mm. to do that. I mean, right? Jeez. But but, but so here's one random one that I want to throw out. Then we can talk about the the food thing, and I'll mm -hmm. dig around and see if I can find. There's so many quotes in this thing, dude. That in all these different articles I've got that are so damning, in my opinion. But this is from Forbes. Again, from Forbes. So you would think yeah. people would be aware of it, but yet nobody knows, nobody or nobody cares. Right. B Bill Gates's defenders and the everybody get a vaccine crowd claim that, you know, 
all of these things are conspiracy theories, but yet all of them can be backed up with an article. And, you know, and, and they try to mock some like this one in particular was one that I saw in an article being mocked for being so ridiculous. And yet it's true. Forbes article, December 5th, 2018, Harvard scientists begin experiment to block out the sun. Huh. Yeah. A group of Harvard scientists plan to tackle climate change through geoengineering by blocking out the sun. The concept of artificially reflecting sunlight has been around for decades, yet this will be the first real attempt at controlling Earth's temperature through solar engineering. A project called Stratospheric Controlled Perturbation Experiment. So like the whole Earth is like, I feel like it's like a page out of that movie Biodome with Polly Shore. Exactly, dude. Exactly. <laughs> and let's see if I can figure out how much... With funding in part by Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, the Harvard team will begin to answer the remaining questions as early as the spring of 2019. Mm. Thanks, Bill. Let's yeah. block out the sun. By the way, you know what one of the oh. best things that can protect you from COVID-19 is? Vitamin Sun C? Sunlight. Vitamin D from sunlight. Vitamin D. Yeah. Well, I, I took a steady dose. Of, once I had it of bourbon and vitamin C, it seemed to work well for me. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like traditional medicine you know that's what they gave they even gave hey they even gave kids like infants that when they were sick 100 years ago but didn't kill them uh, unlike bill gates so maybe we should just be giving kiddos bourbon did i say that on the air my bad uh let's talk about the agricultural stuff because this is where i've always been especially interested in as you know coming from the conservation and hunting aspect and someone who just likes to eat meat every day multiple meals a day. Um, Bill Gates is now the largest landowner of U.S. farmland in the lower 48, in the United States. He owns 242,000 acres of actual farmland, like in production farmland. That doesn't count what, you know, whatever else he owns recreationally or anything else. That's just the farmland that he owns, making him the largest landowner in the country. Um, he is invested heavily in Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods that produce uh, vegetable-based beef substitutes. So, I mean, it's pretty easy to follow the uh, paper trail here. The actual, the actual facts are, though, the beef industry, and this is according to a um, 2019 study from the Agricultural Research uh, Services, Beef account for or beef production accounts for 3.3% of our uh, national greenhouse gas emissions annually. The fossil fuel used for beef production accounts for less than 1% nationally. Agriculture, on the other hand, made up 9.9% of our greenhouse emissions, you know, you, the fossil fuels that are needed to drive agricultural practices. They use 13% of our annual fossil fuel output also. So you look at the, the numbers there. Uh, cattle really not making that big of an imprint. And, and I've talked about this before on my other show with a lady named uh, Diane. Oh God, what is her last name? Her page is called Sustainable Dish. It's all about um, sustainable use um, beef production, pork, you know, whatever but livestock production and how to be good stewards of the land and the livestock 
uh, very interesting. And I, I highly recommend her book, Sustainable Dish. But uh, I've gone over some of the stuff with her. And basically, it's just a big sham. Yes, beef produces greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, livestock production does. But nowhere near that of what agriculture is. And so here we have the, a guy now that owns more farmland than anyone else. And he just wrote a book, Chisholm. The book is called How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. In this book, he cites that the government leaders need to shift policy to clean energy. What's well, ironic, because in 2006, he founded Terra Power, a company developing a new compact nuclear reactor. So there, there's a little smoke there. And then in 2016, he founded the Breakthrough. He founded Breakthrough Energy Ventures, which since six, uh, 2016 has raised one billion in startup funding for clean energy companies. So he's telling us we need to go to clean energy. Yet he basically has monopolized like uh, the clean energy industry, and he's arrogant enough well do you have any comment on that first of all before i move on to the next bullet point here not yet keep going pretty <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory mm -hmm. also in his book how to avoid a climate disaster he says that rich countries have the duty to shift to 100 percent synthetic beef so yep because we are wealthy we now have to eat Synthetic processed glue that is not tested by the uh, FDA. I think it's the FDA, right? Uh, they don't. They don't. These these companies don't go through rigorous testing. They don't even have to put what's on the package. They just package it up, say synthetic beef, whatever it is, put it on the grocery sale, uh, shelves, and consumers buy it. Or you go to McDonald's and get your what is it called, the Impossible Burger? Mm -hmm. uh, is that McDonald's or Burger King? Well, they each have one. So yeah. yeah. Uh, which they're like, here's the crazy thing. They're like $10 for one burger at a fast food place where a regular yep. burger is like $3. Right. So it's a freaking elitist deal. Uh, veganism. They're terrible for itself. you too. Dude. There's yeah. so much salt and stuff in those things. Like it, well, no, it worse for you than a bur burger patty. I like burger patties and I don't think red meat's that bad for you. Uh, it's the bread right. that gets you but it's not but i don't think mcdonald's you know or, or these other <laughs> fast food places are serving out quality beef right so but I'm they saying. are serving out quality synthetic uh glop and anyway he is uh so he owns a lot of shares in both of those companies uh so yeah rich countries you are now to be responsible you have to eat synthetic beef okay uh maybe i could heed that advice if it wasn't coming from somebody who owned steak in two of the largest uh, alternative protein companies on the planet. The arrogant prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Everything he does is just to make more money. I, and I don't, I, it's like he is driven by just pure greed. I mean, how much money does does one man need? Like he wants. And interestingly, he's like, oh, but, but look, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I mean, but but I think his defense and those who would defend him would say, no, he's look how much money he's giving away. He's giving it away, and it's like eh, he's not giving it all away. 
right. still the third richest man in the world. And yeah. So here's a here's a quote though to expand on that. Um, he says, "You can get used to the taste difference, and the green premium, meaning that that <laughs> price that you have to pay, the uptick in price." The green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or, and this is the best part, or use regulation to totally shift the demand. Meaning what? Make beef illegal? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's I, that's basically what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just absolutely mind-blowing to me. Um, it, you know, and then there's the whole other aspect as a conservationist that, uh, okay, now we're going to take all of this forest land and we're going to have to convert it to ag land because we have to supply the monkey. We have to feed the monkey, meaning the United States population now with synthetic beef. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll just hunt more. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I guess they'll have to eradicate all wildlife because they're obviously contributing to greenhouse gases. And I'm pretty sure there's more wild mammals on the planet than there are cows. Yeah. Um, elephants have got to release huge amounts of methane. So we probably need to get rid of them. Uh, what else is big? Rhinos. Um, clearly all the, like, you know, feral wild cows all need to be eradicated. Horses. We got to get, we should have to have to get rid of all horses right yep absolutely yeah all all these i mean just just need to eliminate them all to keep the temperature right where it's at for the rest of time because as we know the temperature and the climate never changed until humans started burning fossil fuels Mm -hmm. um forget about the fact that we've had like six or seven ice ages right right doesn't matter absolutely and forget about the fact that and what uh we we talked about a little bit after the uh presidential debates and biden's um stance on going green like uh the united states emissions go down every year we're doing such uh, we're doing an amazing job of policing ourselves like you've said go to downtown houston and you can actually see blue sky now where when i was a kid uh my grandparents lived there and i would go visit in the 80s smog infested just filthy nasty city which we, you know, a lot of us Texans call Houston the armpit of Texas. And that had a lot to do with it. It's not mm-hmm. really the case anymore. No. So. Yeah. No, man, it's not. Um, you know, that's why things like the Climate Accord and all this are silly because we're already making massive, massive, massive progress. Yeah. And some of the other, quote, partners in that, like China, aren't making any progress. And so basically we're having as a country to subsidize China and India's ever increasing and ever more toxic pollution, um, you know, by, by, you know, gutting our entire economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it, I can, I can paint all of this as, you know, these people believing, and I think most, the vast majority of them do. They think that they're being leaders. They think that they're on the cutting edge and they're making us, uh, you know, sort of the the vanguard of, you know, a better way of doing things. And I, I think we should be, but we shouldn't all have to freeze, starve, or die of heat exhaustion in order to do it. Um, and at, at the end of the day, if you, if you really thread these things together, the population continues to grow. As long as the population continues to grow, it's almost impossible to really get a grip on, to truly like stop the trend all 
we're, we're, we consume more energy. We consume more fuel. We get better at all that. So like the population growth trend line looks like it's going steeper, higher than maybe the emissions, you know, growth trend line. It's sort of starting to flatten out, thankfully. But the only way to do what these people want to do, as far as I can tell, is to get rid of several billion people. And guess what, dude? All these people we're talking about, all these ultra wealthy billionaires have said that out loud, man. Yeah. Look yeah. up, look up Ted uh, Turner, you know, from TBS, right? And from the founder of CNN, right? Ted Turner was on record before. Apparently he's pretty, pretty demented now mm. or suffering from dementia. I mean, well, he's freaking old. As Sounds like he was pretty demented back then. He, yeah. he has, he's on record as saying that the population of the world shouldn't be more than like, Dude, it was either like 3 billion or only 300 million. I mean, a fraction of what it is today. And that we need to work on getting the population down to that level. What would it take? Even if it's 3 billion, we're at 7 right now. What would it take to get us down to 3 billion? A couple more global pandemics and, you know. Way, way worse than COVID. Right, right. I mean, COVID didn't put a dent in population growth. No. How many COVID babies have you heard about so far? People are... <laughs> all they had to do was, you know, it was like sit around the house and sex. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, one other thing to mention on this deal, uh, going back to his like thoughts on regulation and how he should be in charge of regulation, basically. Uh, he said that there are currently laws on the books that prevent his companies from using the term beef on their labels <laughs> but he's God working forbid. to change he's working to change that of course actively. he is yep so but how can you label something beef that's not beef like that's false advertising it's <laughs> it's like uh, that's the world that he lives in dude he thinks he's god he really does right yeah dude i mean that's what i'm saying is like these people think they're so smart that they should that a that anything they come up with is brilliant and perfect dude i was talking to our youth pastor this weekend about it all of these people are secular borderline atheists right these all of the quote these people i mean i mean these globalist you know quote neoliberal leftist you know coastal elite douchebags right mm -hmm. the majority of them at a minimum, are those kind of folks that are, you know, quote, spiritual, but not religious, right? Maybe they believe in something called the soul, but they don't really have a take or, you know, certainly not a strong faith in a higher authority, right? Mm -hmm. But but a lot of them are straight up atheists. So they, they, in fact, definitely believe there is no higher authority and that all of those of us who think there is or are is like ignorant rubes, right? If you have no higher authority and you consider yourself a genius, and you've made many billions of dollars, then that only supports your belief in your own, you know, you know, your own divinity, then yeah, you, you almost can't help but reach a point of ego where you know what's best no matter what, and everybody else just needs to get in line, right? Again, like, he looks at the at the, at the world that he's built, and he's like, oh, all I've ever done is succeed, so my ideas are brilliant. Right. Yeah. 
What uh, what was John Travolta's wife? She died from cancer recently. Uh, what was her name? She was really hot in uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I, I can't think of her name, but I certainly know who you're talking about. Uh, so um, she dies of cancer, but yet she was at the top level of uh, Scientology, which means you live forever. Because you, she paid her, her name's Kelly Preston, by the way. There you go. Uh, you you buy your way to the top of this religion, right? And then you are supposed to, your body is supposed to be able to fight off any infection or disease, and and you will uh, theoretically live in perpetuity. And then she paid all this money and died of cancer. I found that ironic, but yeah, she must have missed a step in the whole going clear process. I guess, huh? <laughs> I suppose so. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I. I it is totally and going back to those numbers of the the shift of wealth in just the one year time frame it is an elitist mindset uh and you know i maybe you can't blame them when they are clear i mean bill gates is clearly one of the smartest people in the world i would have to say that doesn't mean that he's not a conniving manipulating bastard uh you know once he found his initial success through microsoft to take to take on this idea that he is now the savior of the world it's pretty freaking arrogant yeah dude oh i mean it doesn't scratch the surface I, yeah. that dude's an egomaniac of the highest order and and like i said there's a this the, the, that's what about the population the... control idea in africa uh like he's he's also trying to start he's starting to try to buy up ag land in africa Yep, which would that would really will be the end of African wildlife if uh, if something like that works because the land over there, dude, so cheap. Like, if you oh, make man. one of the PHs, not not the guy that owns the safari company, I go with. He makes eighty thousand dollars a year. Just built himself a swanky new pad with his got got married. They they just built a brand new house uh, on two acres, beautiful veranda, eighty thousand dollars a year, and you're living like freaking kings yeah. over there. So you can imagine how yep. cheap the land is in Africa. In South Africa, it's probably even more expensive than most of Africa because, sadly, as as bad as South Africa looks a lot of the time, they're like the most developed country in 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 Africa, one of, if not right. the. So I mean, it's a very real threat that he could just go over there and buy up every the continent. Land. Ex- like exactly. like with forty billion dollars. To your point, can he? Could he not? Uh, somewhere in that, I know it used to be worth forty or fifty. I know he put a lot into this foundation, but yeah. could he not buy like half the continent? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let's, go ahead. No, just if you wanted to expand on that population control idea that he's, you know, yeah. About one of these articles that I found today did say something like, you know, he's on record in some talk he gave talking about how. um the current growth trajectory in Africa, it, some, it was like a four that he was predict. They were predicting like a fourfold or maybe four billion, uh, in a person increase uh, in the in the population of Africa. And he says, according to their estimates, that would mean that they would outpace their ability to produce food. Um, you know, just in a matter of a few years. Um, and so, don't worry, he, he's going to pull up and produce some fake meat for you guys yeah right exactly but i mean it's this alarmism right it's the same alarmism we see all over the place right it's the same alarmism that they drive with climate change it's the same alarmism that they've driven with covid dude don't i mean 
this time last year, we were being told that if we didn't lock down the country, we were facing 2 million American deaths. We're not going to come anywhere near that. We're not. Right? And what are we going to be half of that? Dude, I don't think we're going to get to a million. But, but who knows? How Certainly not legitimately. Right. No, we're not, not legitimately even. I don't believe the half a million or close to 600,000 we're at now, dude. I saw a study last week that said uh, 80% of people that died from COVID were obese. Yeah. yeah. 94% had one of the five, had more than one of the one or more of the five major, um, uh, you know, pre-existing comorbidities yeah. yeah and pretty much all of them are linked to obesity dude that is the problem in this country it's not covid <laughs> have you seen that crispy cream donuts is offering free donuts to anybody who gets the damn vaccine <laughs> get your vaccine and then come get fatter right have some diabetes but don't worry about your diabetes because we'll vaccinate you against covid yeah there's nothing more perfectly american than that concept right there don't worry about your health stick a needle in your arm and a donut down your throat give me an effing break dude yeah Yeah. rogan talks about it all the time why do you never hear fauci talk about vitamin d exercise you know proper diet all they talk about is these pharmaceuticals why is that you know why because all that is free yeah yeah that's a good point Good point. So aggravating. Uh, a good friend of both of ours. Um, <laughs> he's got a he's got a dad who's a truly brilliant human, uh, wildly successful, pretty staunch leftist. Um, it's really funny how those things end up tracking together. <clears throat> Get rich and then you want to become a communist. I don't understand it. Yeah, makes no sense. Um, and they were talking about these uh, vaccine passports which everybody's talking about now, right? Oh, yeah. I posted which on I, our Instagram page yesterday Yeah, about it. For anybody who's been living under a rock, states, advocacy groups, certainly Silicon Valley, because they want to develop the apps, they're all talking about some form of a proof of vaccination required to simply travel or go to a concert. And this has been, they've been talking about this crap since last summer, right? None of this is new. It's just picking up steam right now. And... So they're arguing about whether that should be okay. And, you know, Peter, sorry, uh, his name is not that. It's um, Paul, (laughs) (laughs) the dad, uh, um, made the case that everybody should get vaccinated and we should restrict the rights of those who don't to make them comply because this vaccine takes such a huge toll on our healthcare system. First of all, when was the last time you heard about a ER being overwhelmed by COVID patients? Yeah, and I mean, we heard about it like during the first uh, cycle in places like New York. And like my wife works in downtown Dallas, major metropolitan area hospital. They never had a problem with beds there. Oh, wait, they didn't? <gasps> they? Oh, wow. I didn't. Oh, I, I, that can't be right. That can't be right. Because I was told every major city in America was at 99% capacity. Forget about the fact that they routinely operate at 98% capacity in ICUs because ICU beds are extraordinarily expensive and you don't run at 50% ICU capacity. Mm-hmm. All of those facilities have the ability to expand for emergency purposes. Dan Crenshaw did the best job of highlighting all that stuff as it applied to Houston this summer when they had their major spike. Yeah. Anyway, 
the that was this guy's argument, right? That that uh, you know everybody should have to get this thing because it takes such a toll on the healthcare system, even though that's not the case as we speak at all. Well, our buddy had a no, great response. It was response. the case He's in like, places where they were sending old folks back into basically uh, death, like where Cuomo was like, hey, "Y'all get, get back right. in the old folks' home where there's COVID." And even there, Trump Trump mobilized a battleship that was converted yeah. into a floating hospital and they never put a single person on it mm-hmm. it's all crap dude i know people were sick and i know people were dying but we were lied to we have been lied to all year about how bad it was but let's just grant the premise that covid overwhelmed in specific little two and three week stretches during the course of last year certain hospital systems okay let's just stipulate it as though it was a fact right my buddy pointed out you know what has uh, uh, like orders of magnitude higher overall cost to the healthcare system, overall cost to governments having to support people in their need for healthcare, obesity, period. End of story. Obesity is a far worse epidemic than this thing could ever be. It creates massive strains on the healthcare system. It creates massive problems for the people who are obese. You don't die from COVID unless you are pretty much. Right. At least in four well, out of five cases. Isn't like cardiovascular disease uh, like the number one killer of like men in this country? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that stems from obesity. That's right. All of so, it comes from obesity. All of it. From diet and the healthcare system. Right. So Chris's point was, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> our, bu- our buddy's point was, <laughs> these are nice generic names. Nobody will ever track them down. Yeah. Was, you know, okay, if everybody has to get a vaccine to prevent un- you know, overwhelming the healthcare system, then shouldn't there be some sort of government, you know, forced mandate that everybody get healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. And to his credit, the dad was like, well, that's a pretty fair point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just plain as that, but that's not what they want to talk about. Cause that's fatism or whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Well, you know, that's racist towards being it's racist towards obese people. There's a word for it. I've been trying yeah. to think of it for two days. I can't we ever, did we ever, did we ever talk about that? Uh, was it on the View where they glorified? What's the huge fat singer? I was uh, telling, talking to him, our buddy about that as he was telling me a story. And I can't think of her name either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Yeah, but basically, that the the most popular morning show among housewives in America was uh, who? What is the girl's name? It wasn't uh, actually on the View. It was on like the View's counterpart on a different station that okay. I don't know that anybody watches. It's like complete it's the it's the one where they where they were where that where that one lady was talking about Dirk Nowitzki's Johnson huh. in like just do you know what I'm talking about uh uh-uh, no. no I love it's, Dirk I don't know it, about his Johnson I don't but. whichever station it, it's like the answer to the view for another station right they okay. have a, it's a different name it's a different group of ladies they're way more racy and edgy it's pretty gross from what I can tell, at least the clips of it that I've ever heard. But yeah, like last summer, I think yeah. it, was, it was recently. It was, it was in the last well, year. You know, we had plans to talk about it on the show. We never got around to it. Yeah, uh, they, they go on and on about one of them had, you know, had used to be a sports reporter and was in the Mavericks room after a game and she saw Dirk naked and she was like raving about the size of his package. And you know, people who commented on it were like, would a man ever get away with this? First of all, would a man ever be allowed in a woman's locker room? That's no. weird, right? right? Second of all, like, you know, you talk about objectifying women. This lady's making a deal about this guy's literally his private parts, right? Yeah. Like, 
anyway, yeah. so it's that group. Yeah. But so they anyway, they were I guess this big girl, she she like won Grammys last year. I can't believe I don't remember her name, but I'm not into the uh the, the hip hop or whatever scene. So uh, and it wasn't that filthy, nasty whore. Um who's the one that was gyrating at the Grammys just a couple weeks ago, rubbing her ugly bits with another girl? Yeah, um our pop my, culture is yeah, yeah, yeah. oh uh, cardi b cardi yeah. b and lizzo is the other name you're lizzo lizzo yeah. yes not a small woman and that's okay but not a healthy woman either and anyway this show was just saying hey uh someone had called her fat on twitter or said they you know what they didn't even call her fat they said you should really think about your health and she <laughs> just like fired off on them and said i'm healthy there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being whatever she's like yeah, yeah, no, they, right. She literally claimed that there's no that there's no evidence that her weight could create health problems. And then this TV show goes on there and takes her side, saying that people should stop should stop giving obese obese individuals a hard time in our country. And not from less like saying, "Hey, you're a fat ass" type of shit. Just like, "Hey, maybe you should think about watching your weight a little bit. Maybe don't eat that second Big Mac type of stuff." Dude, it was worse than that. They were saying like. They were really saying like they were denying the science about obesity. Right. This is what the show was doing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, they, there's they no were, there's no science to back yeah, up the fact they, they, that if you're fat, you're unhealthy. Right. And to claim there was was whatever they call it. Like I said, fat, fat shaming. Not, right. Fat, fat shaming. Thank you. I guess that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. That's yeah. the world we live in. Yep. Cr- crispy creams and vaccines. That's right. <laughs> Here's a drug. This will help you. <laughs> There's a couple of things I wanted to uh, pull out. I was digging back up from uh, yeah, I'm, some of these I'm, articles. I'm done with my notes on the whole ag yeah. thing and fake meat bullshit. So I found this quote in a couple of different sources. Uh, I know that it's uh, was something that he actually actually did say. This particular version came from The Hill. So they were, this is about the COVID vaccine and Gates pushing the COVID vaccine. Scientists aren't sure if RNA platforms are effective for vaccines, and Gates acknowledged that there may not that there may that there may not be a perfect coronavirus vaccine by the time we need it. So this was this was from like last May. Mm-hmm. So quote Bill Gates quote quote If we were designing the perfect vaccine, we'd want it to be completely safe and 100 percent effective. It should be a single dose that gives you lifelong protection, and it should be easy to store and transport. I hope the COVID-19 vaccine has all of those qualities, but given the timeline we're on, it may not. <laughs> <laughs> In other words, Talk about not don't worry about how safe it is. Yeah, don't worry about how safe it is. Don't worry about how effective it is. Don't worry about how many times you have to get jabbed. Just take it. We're going to get it to you as fast as we can. If you we'll had worry to about bet- the consequences later. If you had to bet money like a, a significant amount of your savings on whether Bill and Melinda have been vaccinated, what would you bet? Hmm. Oh, probably so, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to concede that uh, this thing's not going to result in a, in a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I'm, I'll be honest. I know in my head that, my biggest problem with this i mean it's an experimental vaccine and nobody will ever it's a simple fact it's currently all of all these vaccines are currently authorized by the cdc as in emergency use Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. They have not gone through the normal approval process yet. They're not fully approved. Right. Right. So from that standpoint, it's not in my opinion at all, uh, ludicrous or, 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 you know, unreasonable to say, how about I wait and see how things shake out. Right. But the truth is I'm kind of looking at my wife, like she's a Guinea pig, you know? Yeah. I know people (laughs) who've already had both rounds and they seem to be doing fine, you know? Right. I'm first of all, by nature, a contrarian always have been, you know, that Mm -hmm. anytime somebody starts talking, I'm going to almost, almost invariably take the opposite side just because, but when you tell me you must do this, even though I don't, I am not in the risk class and neither are you as obvious by the fact that you kicked it in four days. I'm not in the risk class. I don't need it. It's experimental. I'm not going to take it. And the more you tell me I'm supposed to, the more I'm going to tell you F off. I'm not going to take it more than anything because I'm being told I'm supposed to not right now. Anyway, if I was my parents age, I would be taking it. I can Mm -hmm. say that definitively. Because at that point in my life, the risk would, would, you know, would be the reward would outweigh the risk. Right. Right. But at this point in my life, it's, an, it's not necessary. And what I hate, I hate, what infuriates me is that what we're told when we make that Are you trying is, to stop using the word hate or something? Uh, it's just a, it's not the right word for ideas, ideas, yeah. right? Yeah. Just trying to be mindful of everything that comes out of my mouth. Um, what drives me insane is if you make that case, then the response you get is, well, you have to take it for other people. No, I don't. And here's why. And it's not because I'm a selfish prick. Everybody who gets the vaccine should be safe from me. Right. If right. the damn thing is worth, <laughs> is worth what it costs to, to get jabbed in your arm. Right. right. If, I, if you're not safe from me after getting vaccinated, then you've proven my damn point. It's useless. Mm -hmm. And then anybody else who hasn't been vaccinated agrees with me. I I mean, yeah, we're good. Right. So we're good. Right. I'll risk my life, I guess, for this virus that 99.9, I think four or five percent of everyone who gets it survives. And dude, for anybody who's confused on that, that's not like 99.95% of the population. That's 99.95% of the people who got and tested positive for the virus. Right. Right? I'd love to see what those statistics are of the actual nationwide positive tests versus deaths versus population. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's an infinitesimal. Well, okay. Hell, let's just... Let's just give them credit for their, let's call it, we'll round it up to 600,000 now. 600,000, quote, COVID deaths divided by 330 million What has people. been interesting, Chisholm, though, is to watch elderly people, uh, our parents' age, older, get the shot, and it's like giving them a new lease on life. So I hope, for their sake, uh, that it is effective. Because they are, I mean, they're, I'm not saying they're throwing caution to the wind, but a lot of these older people have gone back to just living life as they were pre pandemic. So I hope it works. I hope we don't, I hope we're not three months down the line and all these people are getting sick with COVID from a vaccine that proved to be, you know, 
50% effective. I think it is going to work, man. And, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, we're much closer to the end of this thing than we are to the beginning anymore. But well, thank you, Biden. I just don't see the need to, you know, <laughs> right. It's all, it's all thanks to Biden. Yeah. All right. So, 300, so, so, so 600,000 deaths. And again, I'm giving them credit for all of the deaths they claim. And that's complete and utter crap. Dude, I heard earlier today, I think it was fully two thirds of everybody who's died of this thing was over the age of 66. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, and the average age is still 80. Right. The average age of death from this thing is still 79, 80 years old when the average age of death of all causes is 74. Right. But so let's, let's assume all 600,000. And that's, I think rounding up died of this thing. That's like 0.18% of the population. 0.18. Yeah. Anyway, 0.18. And every single one of those people, sorry, 94% of those people had severe pre-existing health conditions. Hmm. Oh, and miraculously, nobody died of the flu. No, the flu is, is over, man. Over. Well, yeah. you know what, though? Uh, to be fair, call a spade a spade. That, that might be because everyone was more cautious about their personal hygiene this year than at any time in recent history <laughs> which maybe, maybe yeah that, well I mean, maybe that won't right. be a bad thing going forward right i mean we should wash our hands more we should uh not should we have to wear masks during flu season uh no 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 we don't i am glad like so uh at henry's soccer game on saturday two dads that i'm have become somewhat friends with this is a new team for us all handshakes, no fist bumps. So I liked that. Um, I listened to some a, a popular radio station in Dallas that you listen to as well, uh, sports talk station. Dude, those guys are all like, man, the handshake handshake just needs to go away. Like we should never handshake again. Like I, I like. Th- uh, I think that's a personal connection. You give a, someone a firm handshake, and you can tell a lot about a person. I think by the way they shake your hand. Yep. <laughs> you know. Uh, can't really. Yeah, that that's that's just our that's bump. just that's just our Western patriarchal upbringing. Speaking, yeah, right. We were taught by our dads to shake a man's hand, look him in the eye, squeeze. That's because we're all just, uh, you know, violent tyrants or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Let's see if there's anything else. Do you? Oh, we should hit on the uh, because I don't think it's it's. A whole show, maybe it is. You, I know you're interested in the occult and the satanic nature of. <laughs> so you want to do a whole show on it of uh, the uh, the Satan shoes that were just put out by uh, Little Nas. Is his name Little? He's the uh, yeah Little Nas X. Little Nas X. He's the one that did that Old uh, Town Road, Brokeback Mountain version of Old Town Road. <laughs> right. Yeah. And no, let's so, touch on it because I don't think we've got a whole show there. Um, yeah. So this certain, past yeah. week, he just uh, put out, and, and these are red and black Nikes with the number 666 on them. and Made 666 also, pairs. Right. And he also put a Bible verse. I think it was Luke 10, 14, maybe, uh, which talks about Satan's fall from heaven. So Satan coming to earth. Uh, and he put a drop of human blood in each pair and is selling them for $1,018 a pop, 666 pairs. They've all sold, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course sold they have. Them. 
Yeah. And nobody knows whose human blood it is. Uh, in the picture of him holding it, he's got his hair dyed red and he's got some satanic looking fake um, contact lenses in and his fingernails painted black. Apparently, and, and I haven't watched the music video, but he's got a new music video out where he is like there with Satan. So, yeah. Uh, yeah he, killed, he, actually, he actually murders Satan, Satan. He does a lap dance for him and then kills uh, him. So he does a lap dance on the gay Satan and then kills him. Okay, that's where society is today. Mm. <laughs> and Nike, actually, I have to give Nike credit. So they weren't a part of this project. He bought the shoes and then had a third party uh, trick them up with the, the human the, blood, the stitching in the human blood. Uh, Nike actually came out and is suing him. I don't really yeah, think Nike really cared. Blessed, yeah. I think it was just a PR black eye for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's kind of like, We've talked about like challenging somebody's charitable giving. I don't care what their motivation is. They're doing the right thing. They mm -hmm. need to distance from that crap. Yeah. Because you know what? Uh, yeah. I think Nike's Henry was in pop, pop. first grade yeah. or kindergarten. He's in second grade now when that song came out. And all the kids know that song. That guy was like the face of... Uh, they had like school um, rallies. And they would be singing that song at the rallies. And this guy is now the face of Satanism. Like, I mean, that's that's pretty. I don't know. That takes me to a dark place when I think about the future of our kiddos. Yeah, dude, uh, this thing was um, super disturbing. You said that I'm interested in the occult and Satanism, which is a strange way to put it. Um, in exposing. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm. I'm. I am sort of newly aware of uh, of the grip that that stuff seems to have on culture. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I think that the vast majority of Americans could dismiss what I'm about to say is more crazy conspiracy theory stuff. And I would have done the same thing this time a year ago. Um, but then this just becomes one of countless examples that I, I can name of of exactly that dude uh, of weird and you know anti antichrist type stuff that comes out of entertainment in particular man there's like books written about how how music producers used to like do incantations and cast spells over master recordings of albums and stuff dude like well nobody can deny the fact that the entertainment industry has been trying to trying to undermine Judeo-Christian morality for decades in this country. Well, I mean, right? all you have to do is watch uh, Cardi B's porn dance uh, that's right. at the Grammys to know that that's right. true. Right. So this kid does this. Kid, I'm going to call him that. And um, the, uh, the song and the music video you're talking about where he does the, um, <laughs> where he does the uh, lap dance and murder Satan, it's called Montero, which apparently is Little Nas X's actual first name. Um, he, his explanation of all that is like, he was raised in a Christian household to hate himself because of his, his, uh, you know, gay sexual orientation. Um, and that that's like American culture in a nutshell, that every gay person is forced to hate, hate themselves by Christianity. And so this is his big middle finger to, um, Christianity, which he thinks is a bunch of hypocrisy that, you know, uh, 
creates all this pain and suffering within LGBTQ. These people should go to other countries where they actually discriminate against gay Yeah, you mean like Iran where they throw you off a roof? I mean, I, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say that these people weren't discriminated against. There was a guy cheerleader in high school that we all made fun of. You know, I, I regret that that's, that's true, but that was, you know, yeah, 20 dude, years ago. You're saying that the LGBTQ lifestyle is a real easy road. Nobody is. Right. But as far um, but as if you like, know anything, if you know anything about Christianity, you know that real Christians love everybody. Yes. Right. Yes. Hell, the and Baptist that, church that, I grew up in now has uh, they voted three years ago to allow openly gay couples in the church because we don't turn right. anyone away in the church. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm freaking and the, fine with that. And the Westboro, Westboro Baptist Church does not represent anybody but the Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. That's why everybody knows the name of that church. Mm -hmm. Right. If every damn American Christian church, excuse me, every American Christian church <laughs> had those views, then you wouldn't even know about the Westboro Baptist Church because it would just be the way it is, right? But everybody knows about Westboro because they're the only crazy people out there claiming that American soldiers are dying because of gay people, right? Right. Yeah. But anyway, I, I like the, um, well, I like, I find this story interesting on a number of levels. Uh, it's obviously grotesque what this dude did. Um, both in the video and in this shoe. Um, it's just weird and super creepy. And when I Googled it yesterday to look a little bit more into some of the stuff that was coming out about it, uh, I came up with a CNN article. <laughs> now, it is an opinion piece, so I'll make sure to qualify that by somebody named Clay Kane. But something tells me that like the Daily Wire and Fox would not run this particular opinion piece. Headline, Little Nas X isn't worshiping the devil. He's healing deep hurt through his, through his Satan. Okay. Satan shoes. He's hurling, hurt, hurt. He is healing deep hurt among LGBTQ people through a video where he gives a lap dance to the devil and kills him and then releases shoes with human blood in them. So it's not about the $666,000 that he's going to make off of them? <laughs> is that what's helping oh it's capitalism i guess you know yeah. maybe in his mind money can heal the hurt <laughs> yeah so you go through this thing dude and, and this article is just a evisceration of the concept of christianity in the first place it is like he just tries to dismiss like here accusations that little nas x is promoting satan worship are laughable they're laughable those are laughable he sold right. 666 pairs of shoes called satan shoes but it's laughable to say he's promoting satan that yeah, statement is laughable anyway, right, right artists playing but his here's his rationale artists playing with religious imagery is nothing new from judas priest to madonna to marilyn manson and dmx dmx and marilyn manson even partnered on a 1998 song called the omen damien 2 so the fact that these other people have promoted satan makes it laughable that this dude's doing it now right. i don't the logic is I, I'm not smart enough to understand his point, I suppose. Clearly, that's the problem. Uh, like I said, dude, he just he rips into Christianity, et cetera. And um, yeah, that's what you get from CNN defense of this nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. par for the course from them. As, yeah. and, and there's no. There's no beating around the bush. Christians will be persecuted. I mean, there are, I mean. He, that's yeah, well, that's right biblical, there. right? We're told that, so yeah. we kind of have to accept that part. Yeah, 
But there you see it front and center on CNN. The guy just basically dismissing Christianity and attacking it. Yep. And yeah, and, while and while while also supporting Satanism. Satanism. <laughs> right. Right. Like you went past just persecuting and now you're on the other end of the spectrum. That's right. So, yeah, so. dude. I mean, the same article could have been written in such a way that it would not have been. I would not perceive it as basically endorsing the Satanism part, but that's not that. You know, this is this is um, it's just terrible, and I uh, had to share it again with, um, <laughs> well, I had to share it with our youth pastor because he happened to mention to me this weekend as we were talking about news and politics and stuff, and he's, I think we walk very closely aligned in that regard, but, um. Right now, he's of the opinion that the only place that he can stand to watch his news is CNN because um, even though they are biased, he doesn't feel like he's being like bludgeoned over the head with it and he can at least spot their bias. And I, I had to send him this and be like, dude, this is why you're watching the wrong news. And I'm someone who says you shouldn't watch any news. Mm-hmm. You should not watch cable news because it's all garbage. All of it. Right. So then where do you I don't watch, you watch all of it? Cook, where do you consume your news? I read it and I listen to podcasts. Where do you read it? Online. Like, I mean, what, what I, source? So, like, where, where do you go to consume your news? I go to, if I'm interested in a topic, first of all, I'll go to like, you know, the Google News tab, which is feeding me, you know, pre-programmed crap. And I realize that, right? If I have a topic I want to understand, I'll read two or three different sources. I may end up reading a CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC article about it. I just don't watch it on television. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm still using all the same news outlets because those are the news outlets, right? But what I try to do is you get more than one opinion on it. And you can't do that when you're watching the screaming heads, you know, just fighting with each other on these cable news platforms, at least in reading it. You know, you can get some substance and... I feel like I can see the BS more clearly, um, but I can also like, you know, cruise through a news article or three on the same topic in, you know, a fraction of the time it would take to channel surf and watch all the chirons and listen to the screaming heads talk about it. Right. 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 Okay. I, just, I mean, I don't, I don't watch TV, so. I basically watch sports. Yeah. But, um, okay. Well, I think that's going to do it for today i i think we did a pretty good job at being less grumpy and certainly less white how do you feel about that no about that i think <laughs> i feel like i got a little hot there for a bit <laughs> you know what the but funny I, thing about i don't that, think for i don't think four stars gonna gonna approve uh the funny thing about that comment though was you know obviously the grumpy and white thing was comical but the part where he said that they're just bitching about things that are out of their control right i i don't I don't think that that that's accurate because what we do is we discuss things that we where we want to see change, and if no one's talking about it, that's right. Then how the hell would anybody anyone know about it? First of all, and secondly, how will change ever happen? So right, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we're hoping that take that up the five hole. We're hoping that by getting people to think more, that we'll. we will make some sort of a difference, right? Um, oh. I found it really interesting. The guy still gave us two stars despite his uh, complete dismissal. That was. Us, uh, as people. We so. could have gotten a zero. Right. But, so thank Maybe. you for the two stars. Yeah. Appreciate it. He must have found something worth listening maybe to the end of a whole episode, I suppose. But. 
All right. Well, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. Thanks for tuning in to Justified Pursuit, and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>